0: Howdy. Welcome to Blue Milk Boys, episode seven. Kevin, Spencer, and Fredo back again talking uh, more Mandalorian, guys. Thank you. Uh, thank you guys for joining us once again. Uh, if you're joining us for the first time, welcome to our Star Wars podcast. Uh, we've been recapping and discussing every episode of The Mandalorian, as well as all the prior Star Wars films, to maximize the hype for episode nine, The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, today, we are talking The Mandalorian, chapter six, The Prisoner. And we're going to be answering the questions that you guys submitted to us on Twitter in the first ever Blue Milk Boys mailbag. I'm your host, Kevin, and joining me today, like I said, my brothers in the force, Fredo Spencer. How you guys doing today? What have you been up to?
1: You're um, I've been good. Nothing two special good besides this episode. Oh the next two and yeah, that's been that's been putting me in better spirits lately.
0: We're on cloud nine right now, man. Mike Miller's back-to-back masterclasses.
1: If, if the jedi council had mike miller they would still be alive today
0: they would that's mike miller would have would have steered them straight he would have he would have exposed the plot against the jedi long he's before. extremely high iq long before any bloodshed spencer how you doing pal
2: i have a bruise on my big toe and i just i don't really know what to do with it i've experienced this before in my life and it doesn't particularly hurt which i think may be more concerning than if it did hurt a lot
0: You've never what do you guys think about
2: that? <laughs> no, I have. But it's a, there's like a bruise on there, but it doesn't hurt. You know how you got it?
0: That is concerning.
2: No, and that's maybe that's even further concerning about it. It could be demons biting you in your sleep. I believe it at this point. I have some crazy dreams, man.
0: <laughs> how was RV shopping?
2: Well, I, well, hold on. Before I talk about RV shopping... I'm going to be doing a Lego star Wars episode for blue milk boys tomorrow. Let's go. And, I'll be talking, oh, hell yeah. and I'll be talking about my night terror stories. So it's a must, <laughs> it's a must listen. I will, I will detail the full, because like the thing with my night terrors is that I don't, uh, I'm never in them. Like I'm not a part of the scene or the story. So they play out like movies to me. So I'll be talking about like, and I have uh, dream journals. So I'll essentially just be reading them out and like talking about my dreams. So it's going to be a really good episode.
0: Now uh, that I uh, post a clip straight to Twitter, yeah, <laughs> and
2: I'll, I'll I'll clip it
0: up and everything. I'll send it to you guys.
2: For now the, that we're
0: page. now that me and Spencer are done with school, like I have, I'm essentially like Spencer's personal assistant on a day to day basis. <laughs> like <laughs> it's just like I he's got it. like a carousel of different doctors to go see for just various <laughs> things in it that need yeah, to be addressed. <laughs> It'll be an oh, exciting man. episode tomorrow. Yeah, let's, uh, let's jump right into it, man. Let's waste no time because episode, chapter six of The Mandalorian. Dare I say, I, I want to apologize to Spencer before we get into it. I gave last week's episode mm-hmm. a 10, and this week's episode is so much better. It's not exactly. even funny. Exactly. I told you, <laughs> and you gave it so, a 10. I, what so, chapter, you, I told you. chapter five is getting demoted to a nine and a half. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. Um, chapter six, the prisoner, guys. What do we like? What were our initial thoughts? Like, this was just a fucking a balls to the wall episode, man. What are what are our like? What are our instant reactions? It's fucking awesome.
1: <laughs> the Mando was in the deepest in his deepest of bags. He's been in all season. Very very scary sequences. He he's had Yoda. Baby Yoda probably had the the cutest sequence. He's had all season, that little hide-and-seek game he played. But he didn't, like, overtake the episode as he would do prior. So, you yeah, know, it, it was a really great episode.
0: Spencer?
2: Yeah, I, w- I agree with you, Fredo. I-, I think that we the Big Baby Yoda was obviously an episode because he has to be. But, like, it, the episode wasn't about Baby Yoda. It was more about the main Mandalorian, which I thought was a really good thing. Uh, because the last two or three episodes have been, like, mainly... Focused on like his story and this episode kind of got like a lot more about the Mandalorian and this show gave off this, this episode gave off so many like eighties, nineties movie vibes that I, that I really liked. And the movie I thought about the most that that popped up in my mind was aliens. Oh, aliens or ones or two with the, the main female uh, protagonist just because of the reds too. I think it's two. Yeah. I think you're right. Uh, With the, the flashing red lights and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, it was so good. I mean, well, I was you know
1: what that that red scene also reminded me of. Uh, have you guys seen it? Scary sto- scary stories in the dark. I think.
0: Like it the one came that out was like the like book.
1: Yes, that just came recently. Came out. There was a scene that the the kid's best friend from the movie gets like caught in like a, I think a hospital ward, oh, and God. then all the lights turn red, and there's like this fat like lady demon chasing after him and either way he goes like she's there so it it was a wrap for him yeah but i mean mandalorian was doing the same thing with
0: bill Bill burr when he
1: was looking for him he was there no matter what
0: so let's get into this episode here because obviously we're uh we're we're rounding out like towards the end of the season here the end of uh season one of the mandalorian um like I know Spencer has like talked about this in the past and I want to get his thoughts now cuz it seems like you I know that you wanted to see like what the like more so of what the greater overall story is. How do you feel knowing that this this season has kind of like taken the shape of like it's going to be more episodic and it's more about like it's, char- it's it's what drives the the show is the Mandalorian character and not spe- not like specifically the the greater story that he exists in. I
2: think, uh, generally speaking, that I was, like, well, not initially, but, like, as the season's gone on, that I've been generally correct about the whole, like, plot of the thing. Like, like you guys thought that the whole, like, story would delve into, like, him meeting back up with the Mandalorians or st- and stuff like that. But, like, I really didn't think it was going to be like that. And I was kind of true about that, where, like, the-, the rest of the episode has been more about learning about the Mandalorian, the character himself, versus, like, Mandalorian culture. And I thought the whole season would be about Mandalorian co- and culture, which I was wrong about. Um, but as the season got on, I was kind of like more correct in thinking that like, yeah, the season is more about like him as a person versus like the very specifics of like what he does. It's more of like learning because this episode's about like him, his past, basically. Um, so I, what I think is gonna happen is like this whole season's based off of him. Like the season finale will learn like the full story about where he came from. Season two will probably be about be about baby Yoda. And the whole how they want to dive that into it, and then like if they do a season three, it'll be about the Mandalorians themselves and the downfall of
0: Mandalore. I can get I can get down with that. Wow, we, we need this you just, to use this came. man just storyboarded the whole the whole arc of the Mandalorian. Surprise! <laughs> I'm
2: I've been hired by Lucas or Disney. I'd say. <laughs> no, but yeah, that's my theory.
0: Um, getting into like what I liked, what we liked and uh, disliked about this episode. Um. Obviously, The Mandalorian is in, like, each episode feels like a different, like, subgenre of action movie. So, like, last week felt more like a Western. Mm-hmm. This one feels like a heist movie, obviously. Mm-hmm. John Wick. Yeah. And, <laughs> John Wick. Dude. It, especially just, like, of, yeah, in that latter around. part, in that latter half of the yeah. episode. When everything, like... So, this one, like, I just, I really like the vibes. And I really like what I... The cameos, the fan service, there was just like all of these different aspects that that really came together and made it like a really pleasing episode. I had a smile on my face the entire time uh, watching this. So I wanted to get your guys thoughts on like what specifically about this episode stood out to you guys and, and you know, what made it so good. I assume we all think it was good, right? Yeah, I love this episode. Um, I think, that
1: well, this episode clearly confirmed how elite Mando is just. You know, I combat, uh, being tactical and everything. I, I mean, obviously, episode three did did that. But he was like facing off with like lower tier bounty hunters and whatnot. This this time, he was on a New Republic prison, which you imagine it's extremely high security. Uh, I would assume Thousands like of eight,
0: battle droids. Yeah, <laughs> and
1: I assume what are upper echelon higher echelon like bounty hunters obviously the muscle guy who was hard to take down but mando ended, ended up using his, his smarts to get him down it, he, he's clearly an s tier bounty hunter who's hard to come by
2: yeah
0: sorry i was getting some water um spencer what do you think what do you think
2: yeah to that fredo i would say i agree like for the most part uh-huh. um if i was to say something disappointing i thought about the episode was that like he has this long history with this group of people obviously like it's it's like referenced like a thousand times and, I, and it's almost annoying to me that they're gonna that there essentially is gonna have to be like other content related to this episode like to bring him to that point because they made him seem like oh just like old time so to me that means okay there's either going to be a comic book series or some sort of tv show related about it and I get that you have to do that with Star Wars to some point because it's so expansive, but like, this is a sideshow, like two at the same point. So it's like, do we really need to have like, do we need to have this like a library of around our main character every time well, there's anything Star Wars related? Actually.
1: Yeah. Well, you guys know uh, Diego Luna from uh, Rogue One is actually getting his own Disney Plus series also.
0: Mm-hmm. That's so, I
1: mean, I, yeah, I mean, it is Star Wars as Spencer pointed out, but I don't think they're going to go that in depth in, into it. That's kind of like a classic western element right there, you know, I a, agree. A, a, of an episode just showing up about his past, uh, teasing it. But even then it wasn't anything crazy. Obviously, Mandalorian has been like the quiet introvert with with that that group. And honestly, it was just the the the, the two siblings he has prior history with Mm -hmm. it it
0: wasn't nothing that extensive my whole thing about it was like it definitely just it it seemed i don't think it was like a whole thing where it was introduced to try and like create a greater like make the universe any deeper or like more expansive it definitely just seemed like introduced like a a a mechanic of introducing you know people that mando has worked with before and like so like the the twi'lek woman is the only person that mando knew and everyone else like had never met the mandalorian before and so she's the only one with like any kind of insight on how he works and like the kind of person he is and stuff like that and so i think that like i think that is like the purpose that serves is just to kind of like throw a wrench in the dynamic of this of this operation that they end up throwing together i don't think it was like i don't think it's like a huge like we're not going to see what like i don't think it's I doubt we ever see these characters again. Like, I think we'll see see them at one point, Just maybe, but like not in yeah. like a really big, large capacity. Like maybe it's like, oh, yeah, you you left us for dead on this New Republic exactly. jail, something yeah. like that. But I don't think it ever gets to the point where like we we seriously explore Mando's past with with this Twi'lek character.
1: Yeah, all, all we really need is they they had a mission and went awry, and he left the he left them.
0: Yeah, really it it feels more self-contained. Yeah. <clears throat> Spence do you uh, do you agree disagree? Um
2: it I would say relatively speaking it was self-contained. Like I'm not going to say that they're like getting ready to make Mandalorian a separate like Star Wars movie or anything, you know, stupid like that, but um it did feel like they were opening the door for something else. Um related specifically to the Mandalorian, especially with the prisoner but uh i I would say like that's it's more of a nitpick more than anything first of all first like before i like say that it's like a major like i hated this episode or something like that it just seemed like that's kind of the idea behind it that they like we're going to eventually see some sort of like content related to the mandalorian and necessarily speaking that's not a bad thing but at the same time like star wars has been known to do that kind of thing where it's like it leaves something so ambiguous that they have to create content for it for it to make sense um so that that was kind of like that was the first time where I felt like that was something necessary in this series so far. But
0: I mean, yeah, um, I think that all, his past like, that. the Mandalorian character's past is like inherently left ambiguous and kind of like mysterious. And I think that that helps add to the character. But as far as like trying to string this like I mean, yeah, we'll probably get like tongue in cheek references or maybe even like a comic series about what Mando had going on before we see him in this in the show. But yeah, like it it definitely felt to me more like it was something that was supposed to drive the the story forward. Yeah. Um. For me, when I was watching this episode, uh, one thing that really stood out to me, I really loved how much I hated everyone else uh, that he was working yeah. with. Like that was that was huge for me because like they were like I like Bill Burr's character hated him. He was like he made me so angry and it's not in like a like in like a real life way where I was dissatisfied with their performance, their performances, like uh, the girl who played Zeon, I think her name is uh, the guy who played Berg, the heavy and Mayfeld, Bill Burr's character. um, They all played their roles incredibly well because I, I wanted Mando to kill them. Like, yeah. And he ends up completely masterclassing them by the end of the episode, which is incredibly satisfying. But like the dynamics they played, like they're bullying him essentially on his own ship. Like earlier on in the episode, and it's just like it—it got my blood boiling, man. So I—I I really appreciated that—that uh, that dynamic too, and just—it's a classic, like good, like good guy, bad guy, karmic kind of, you know, yeah. storytelling setup. And I—that's I, probably one of my favorite parts of the episode. Yeah, I despise him too. I, I
1: mean, Berg comes into the ship, just touching everything, and then threatens to take his helmet off. Getting into a fight on his own shit, but Bro, then they were really mocking. Me they up. were
0: mocking like the "this is the way" thing. Like, fuck yes. you! Like,
1: shut up! And then, and then, Billy Burr ends up grabbing Baby Yoda and like fakes st- uh, dropping him on the on the floor. Uh, yeah, it, it, it did get me a, a little like a little angry. Bill Burr might be on the shit list for that. He is on the shit list. No mess with Baby Especially, Yoda. You don't you don't threaten Baby Yoda like that. Nope.
2: And you know, even just, the droid. Was, I just didn't like yeah. the girl. I didn't like the girl.
0: Did you not like her as like a character? Or did you not like her like in the sense of like she was framed as the person you weren't supposed to like? Just because I yeah, like. See,
2: I, didn't, I didn't like her in the sense of an actress, I would say. Mm. I just thought yeah, I was I it was a little bit over the top.
0: It worked for me because like I it was annoying. She was really annoying and I think she was supposed to be. Like the way she would like annoying, and though. growl at people, I'm like, fuck yeah, man, like that's much. No, so like, but the point of that like, she's the antagonist of the episode, so I, I, it worked for me personally. I thought, like, I thought it, it I, I, I personally, the one thing that like there was a disconnect is like, what did Mando see in this woman? Like, <laughs> they obviously had some kind of romantic relationship or connection in the past, but I think, elite so. I
2: think you're, out. I think you're on with that, Kevin, yeah. I mean, you mean? It, it, all right. Like first. Yeah, yeah. I, I just want to say, I, I thought romantically, like it was kind of like the whole thing that like they had something there because like the that was her whole like aura around her. Uh, I just thought she played the whole annoying part like a little too high to a sense. Yeah.
0: So it, it kind much. of like got to the point where you couldn't really like separate it and and. Yeah, yeah as I, a think character a, I think it's. I think it's really good way of explaining. That's it. fair. I guess it's that's like a tolerance thing. Yeah. Yeah. She she
1: could be alluding to it, but it, to me, it felt like, you know, it was kind of the game she just plays as her character. Like, in my Hero academia with Deku and that Toga, you know, the villain that really has a crush on him. <laughs> kind of like, uh, also like Batman and Catwoman. I know they actually have a relationship yeah, yeah. to an extent, but, you know, it's kind of that thing. It's just fun for her. That's what I thought.
0: Like she was toying with him because she knows that, like, that she was like at some point in an advantageous position with him because they obviously had like a sexual there was a sexual nature to their relationship.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think it was just a, a playful side to her. I don't I, I don't know if there's like actual previous circumstances. We'll never know unless they drop a comic book series. But yeah, which I, I I'm sure they'll drop a comic book series at one point, oh, especially
0: Yeah, I mean, Kyle
1: has got his with, you know, yeah. Luke, which looks heart-wrenching. I
0: cannot wait for that. Dude, that's gonna be we we saw some previews for the Kyle the Rise of Kylo Ren comic. Dude, some of that stuff is gonna it's gonna make me cry. I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna cry. It's man. it's like teenage, like preteen. Dude, he's like pre-teen Kylo like... Ren. Man. Oh yeah,
1: man. big ass head, and you see him next to Luke Skywalker. His hair still brown. He has a nice little Kenobi beard.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm really I'm gonna tear up. Luke's gonna be cooking in that series, but um yeah i think with the with zeon the the twi'lek uh character like the whole thing with her is like 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 i said with spencer i think it might be just more of a tolerance thing of like how much can you really candle her like being a purposefully annoying character before it turns over to like being real life annoying to where like you can't even like stomach scenes that she's in it was like the perfect like height of me being able to tolerate it. So I I was down with it. Um like I said, they were just such assholes and I revelled in in Mando owning them throughout the episode. Like just being like, like what we talked about uh offline Fredo is like what we saw in this We see a different I feel like we see a different part of Mando's skill set which e- with each episode and with yeah. this episode we got to see like more of his resourcefulness because we saw him like literally get put in like probably an impossible situation just Locked in a prison, nonstop. Locked in. As soon as they get in, yeah. As soon as they get into the prison, and then you see
1: them getting like completely bum rushed by the the droids, and they have no chance. Mando, where are you? And and he goes, damn. uh, You know, he escaped. We we should have known. And he pops up right behind them and obliterates the droids, and they don't even show up to help him. And then they just
0: casually push their ways through him, like uh, they wanted to like gauge his skill, like like they didn't already know like he was cold like any mandalorian you, you should not fuck with you know? especially i think you know they they didn't really care because
1: he's pretty much expendable to, to him to, to them that was like yeah the jig the
0: entire time like, they were just yeah. gonna fuck him over at the end anyway one of my favorite moments in this in this episode the the good old-fashioned mexican standoff in the uh control room of the ship yes just super tense like, we don't know what, like, this. There's like soup, like, three different factors at play. It's like Mando not trusting, you know, the crew, the crew not trusting Mando, and they're very clearly seeming to be a plot against him. The fact that, that there's this new Republic officer, like, threatening to throw a wrench in the entire operation. I was like, that was such a, like, tense and, like, crazy episode. And I, I at the moment in the episode, uh, it was probably my highlight moment, just yeah, like seeing it. all those events play out. What was your guys' highlight moment? Spencer, we'll start with you. Yeah, I think I like that we got a
2: little bit of a spicy look into the Republic because the show very much has felt separate from the Republic, mm-hmm. like just in general. And now we saw like a literal like Republic officer like involved in the thing, and for some reason I enjoyed the idea that he was humanized because I feel like a lot of the time like stormtroopers are dehumanized and seen as these villainous characters. Uh, which I don't think necessarily is always the case, uh, which is obviously what we see with a character like Finn, who was a stormtrooper and like isn't uh-huh. like this general kind of like character that we see a stormtrooper to be. But in any case, I enjoyed seeing a Republic trooper who was legitimately scared, like to be in the situation that he was in, and it kind of yeah. feels like what any of us would be like if we were caught in that situation. And <laughs> it was funny that he was pretty much confused because. Like the people who storm the room, like the Mandalorians almost trying to protect him, and he was like, I don't know what's going on right now. <laughs> that uh
0: that. that Republic officer, that New Republic officer, Matt Lanter, uh voice of Anakin Skywalker in the Clone War series. Wow. Interesting. Wow. There's a okay. lot of cameos in this episode. We'll we'll get to that. That's cool. A lot of cameos. But uh yeah, like uh I I like I like the integration of the New Republic. Also, like as Speaking of the New Republic, shame on them for using droids. Like, (laughs) we're using battle droids, essentially, man. Shame on you guys. Yeah, pretty much. I didn't like that. No, I was like, I was, I thought that was funny, actually. I actually thought there was like a lot of like reference, like, there was a lot of fan service, which is weird because considering the last episode was on Tatooine of all places, I felt like there were a lot of fan service references to this, which I personally appreciate. I know some people will think that's like a cheap pop, but. Like, talking about, like, oh, your ship looks like a Canto bite slot machine. And Bill Burr talking about how the Mandalorian might be a gun underneath his helmet. That shit was I, funny. That was hilarious. That was really That funny. was hilarious. That's what Star Wars is. You're, you're supposed to be a little cheesy. We'll, we'll understand the comedy. We'll, we'll love you for it. Yeah. like um That's one of my favorite parts about this is that, like, it kind of, like, before it starts, like, before the show starts to take itself too seriously, it will lighten up a little bit. Just so you know, it's like, okay, we're still having fun here. And that's yeah. probably like that's one of the biggest bigger aspects of the show that I appreciate. Yeah, it's not the Punisher or something like that. The Punisher is just a mile a minute just dread and and sadness and anger and pain. Dude, I couldn't watch more than two episodes at at a time
2: for season 2 for Punisher. I missed that I couldn't finish season 1.
0: Oh, dude, season 1 oh, of the Punisher whoa, is just peak gotta, TV, dude.
2: Come on now. You gotta I don't know. It. I got up to like
1: episode 4. I thought it was good. I just it's just that the thing is there's that like it's so, intense, so much content out there.
0: It is intense. It really is like it's it hey, you you can't it's binge gruesome. Watch the
2: Punisher, that's for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Man.
1: Maybe I get to it one day. It's just just there's so much content out there. And especially when shows like this,
0: Mandalorian are, are out right now, and he's scarier than the Punisher. I um <laughs> this this episode reinforced one thing for me. Uh-huh. I hate Twi'leks. Just oh my god! the worst alien race in all. Racist. History. I'm sorry. Such we gotta a, we gotta keep them out. Race, to be honest with you, dude. Especially the like male. Half of their
2: population are, are slaves,
0: dude. The male, like the male Twi'leks, they get me, man, because they have these like brolic ass foreheads, like the <laughs> dude, the brother, and like that was the easily the feature that you noticed the most when you looked at that character, the Quinn character, right? It was just his. Big ass forehead. Like why did he have such a large brow? I don't like I I hate it. I didn't like it. I don't like Tweelex, man. I don't. That's it. I just wanted to get on my soapbox about Tweelex.
2: I'm sorry. Well, I'm
0: I'm racist to Gungans. So I, I found that <laughs> comedy pretty funny. We gotta, like but, me 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 <laughs> we gotta do like a power ranking of the worst alien.
2: We gotta do like a power rank of the worst alien races <laughs> I, in Star Wars. That's a thin line you're walking. <laughs> Start like, have to be up there.:
0: the you are like top five of the best. What are you talking about?: <laughs> oh, like, yeah, they're, they're pretty funny. They're hilarious people.: um, Getting into more baby Yoda talk, I think the like as a subplot, because this is the first time we've really explored like a, a, like a main plot in an episode, and then a subplot of like stuff that's going on like outside of what's going on with Mando, because usually Mando yes. is at the center. Mm-hmm. it's like Mando and Baby Yoda at the center of the episode but this time it was like okay here's something that's going on with Mando and then here's something going on with Baby Yoda almost completely separately and I think they played it really really well because uh, the thing with Baby Yoda it really is like very simplistic and, and it doesn't really like it doesn't, place a, huge ex- yeah, it doesn't place a huge yeah. expectation on it. It's literally just a simple cat and mouse and yeah. they played the tension up to it very very well in my opinion. Because like it shows, like Baby Yoda has actually like it's not really like like there's some development of him in his young fifty years of age, and he he knows <laughs> a thing or two. Like you you can tell that.
2: Yeah, he was toyed with. That him. I'm right. To be honest with you,
0: <laughs> that he that he it's did all, the mind tricks. All Jedi mind
2: down. tricks. Absolutely. Yeah, whatever, well, this dude. episode is he, he couldn't do it to Droid. Right. Makes sense.
1: One
0: of my favorite. Mm-hmm. One of the favorite moments was him like reaching his hand out to like add, to prevent like the droid from shooting him or do whatever and uh Mando shoots the droid in the back and then Baby Yoda's just like staring at his hand like what have I done? <laughs> that was hilarious. The Midas touch. Yeah. that was. Uh, it was very Steph Curry-esque. <laughs> Clay Thompson <laughs> looking at his yeah. head and was like... <laughs> any uh all right like uh let's let's shut it all down for a second let's give fredo his you know his platform to uh to do his weekly baby yoda gush go ahead my friend
1: um well as i said earlier i was i'm very glad he didn't overtake the episode that i wasn't worried about his safety but you know the hide and seek part I, i still wasn't scared for his safety he he was Clearly, handing himself really well. He was a very adorable. With the the baby cooing. I watch. I have the subtitles on. And it literally <laughs> says cooing, and yeah, no, he he was very. It it was a very adorable sequence for for baby Yoda. I yeah, love the I little really game he played with the really droid. Really enjoyed it. I fucking. I- I, I, Alright, I, I don't know if I'm allowed to curse in this podcast, but... The, 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 the droid, he immediately reaches the, for the gun without knowing the... Yeah, you know, what an I asshole. I thought that was kind
2: of weird. I thought that was kind that of was weird. An, like, what the fuck? He sees a
1: a, a hologram was, of Grief Karga saying... It. "The Oh, uh, he's supposed to deliver something to, to this guy, Grief Karga. Let me, let me shoot what it is. Like, what yeah, like, fuck? if
0: you're using your context clues, you might, like, infer that there may be, like you like why would you automatically assume that whatever like that okay i can get that you assume that the the child is the bounty right i can get that why do you automatically assume that they want they wanted it dead like what if he did that brought it back to grief karga and like i know that grief karga actually did want it dead or whatever but like what if he did and brought brought the child to grief karga and he's like what the fuck dude why did you kill it
1: (laughs) i I see why mando hates droids Fucking scum
0: we'll get into that in a bit that's part of our uh, our mailbag but um last thing i wanted to say uh bill burr fantastic fantastic cameo he did such he's a hilarious. good job he's fantastic also um for any of you guys listening who watch sons of anarchy our boy bobby munson was back uh he was the ram the the guy that uh you know recruited Mando for the job and ended up trying to uh, fuck man. him in the end of the episode all-time fuck great him. character in an all-time great show, but yeah, fuck him in fuck him in Mando. <laughs> <laughs> Any Mando final thoughts before we into what's up?
1: Mando completely played him. He did. That
0: was fantastic. Like, that's we can talk about the end real quick. Like the fact that, like, dude, the just the whole like second half of the episode is him just being one step ahead of these cocky assholes. And that's the entire it's so time good. It's so this good. guy is Batman. Bro,
1: <laughs> I he, he sets them all up with, with uh, inside the halls, closing them off and separating them. But then when he takes down Berg and you see him reach for the for the for the for the beacon, you knew he was up to something. Mm-hmm. And then when he gets on his hands on, on the brother, like, you knew he was not going to let him get away. It, it, he's literally Batman. The way, the, his combat, his, his you know, he, he's a tactician. I mean, really,
0: I, I love this guy the The resourcefulness was like really on full display like as soon as we hit the second half of that episode just from yeah. that moment on from him escaping the the cell and pretty much everything from that moment on was just like okay this guy is like light years ahead of everyone else and then you I'll tell you what i you didn't like up. about this episode what's that spence
2: i don't i the the, the robots were too human-esque man
0: you felt like I'm panicking for that. Zero, it like, yeah. To be honest the you. The, uh, the the droid, the zero droid, like that one. Was, when he like was went to, of... when
2: he escaped from the prison cell, I that made me feel slightly uncomfortable. Oh, as if that was a oh, real person. Oh, you're talking
0: about like when he ripped his arm off and there's like oil spilling everywhere. Look, but no, but you could like see his like the robot panicking, like as if he <laughs> had like real anxiety about the situation. I was there like, was whoa, one. Was too, too I real, think I know what you're real. talking about because he like he does like the grappling hook thing. And like, yeah. like drags him in. Like it's like and the and the cable is like under the droid's neck. And you see the, the droid like reaching for the like for the yeah. cable. Like he's like, oh like god, that. I'm gonna choke. It's like you're a fucking <laughs> droid. <laughs> yeah. I, I get what you mean. Like, why are you like why are you tripping out like that? It's you're a fucking yeah, droid. Like you're not gonna you to choke out. Like <laughs> I get what you're saying there. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> All right. Anything else before we move on to like uh, our, our our awards? Because I I have a I'm I'm feeling really good about my episode MVP. But anything else before we
1: before we get into? Mandel would wash Batman ten times out of ten
0: in seconds. Oh, no.
2: in seconds. Really?
0: He he has to. This is me. Pro- it's it's me projecting, but I also fully believe that.
2: Well, blaster rifles are so powerful. Like we don't really know what they mean. In context of the real world
0: dude you give Batman three months I don't think
2: yeah I don't think you give (laughs) Batman three months of
0: preparation all right let's uh let's move on in our episode MVPs uh Fredo we'll start with you unless you're about to do the same one that I am then I'm gonna go first
1: I I I I I hinted it to you earlier
0: oh yeah okay all right um yeah go ahead and go first Fredo
1: all right this is just like what the NBA did with the Atlanta Hawks with the all-star and the player of the week I think it was player of the month. My episode MVP are gonna, is going to be the entire bounty hunting squad. I thought it was a they had a pretty great dynamic with with Mando. So I genuinely hated
0: Huh? So that's so I just want to say so that's Berg, Gian, and uh Mayfeld and Zero. And Zero. So those I don't know are if gonna, you want to consider those four, Ram part of it but yeah. So those four are going to be Fredo's episode MVP.
1: Yeah, no, they they, <laughs>
0: they
1: they were a big part of the show. I mean they were you know I you hated them as soon as they got into the ship. Fucking dickheads Mandalorian schooled them at towards the end. They they, they drove a huge part of this episode.
0: If you don't know what Fredo's talking about, in 2015 uh the entire Atlanta Hawks starting five was awarded player of the month. That was like Jeff Teague, Kyle Corvert, Damari Carroll, Al Horford, and Paul Millsap. Yeah. Like <laughs> they all got player of the month that we- that that month. And it's because they won like every single game. And so, yeah. yeah, that's that's pretty fitting because I think that those guys executed executed their jobs perfectly. Yeah. Spencer, you got an MVP for me this week? I I want to I think I hoping
2: this is the first time I've done this. It may not have been. I want to give it to the Mandalorian himself. Uh, I think
0: you gave it to him last week. Really? Mm-hmm.
2: No, no, no. I gave it to the I gave it to the lady who was taking care of Baby Yoda last week.
0: Then I think it yeah. might have
2: been the week before. It's possible. But I, do I just thought he was really good in this episode. Oh yeah. And I just love the John Wick S uh, like action. Um even before that part where I see in the cell when he was taking on like five of them at the same time, it, it very much felt like a John Wick scene.
0: That was fucking and awesome. I just
2: man. Yeah, it was really cool just because the joys had such so human-esque like qualities to them it kind of elevated the scene to another level, um, which I guess was what they were going for essentially, rather than going like straight robot on him. And I just thought he was really good. And I, I like that we got an episode about the Mandalorian and not about baby Yoda. I think that was really beneficial to the series for season one.
0: Good change of pace. Yeah, I agree. Um, so for Fredo, it's going to be the Merc squad. The whole Merc squad gets his MVP uh, for Spencer. It's going to be the Mandalorian himself for me. It's gonna be the return of the motherfucking Don. Ludwig Goranson is back. <laughs> the vibes he was spinning for this episode were immaculate. I cannot okay. stress it enough, dude. The music for this episode was so fucking good. I was like, dude, it especially just at the beginning, he's got the 808, like and the and the and the snares going. It was so good, man. And that's my thing with Ludwig because the last couple of weeks I felt like he had been kind of resting on his laurels a little bit. He had that like fiery out of the gate start with the first couple episodes and how good the music were was in those two ep- in those first couple episodes. And then it was kind of like relying on on you know those those fundamental like building blocks that he kind of established as like the the main like musical cues for the show. But this one changed the whole game up, man. He had like this whole like gang style like like a heist movie like like he literally wanted to provide the same kind of vibes as a heist movie and it was just so good, man. It really it's added so much to the episode for, me. and it, I can't stress it enough how like good this show is when the music really like is firing behind it. Yeah, the music was heat from start to finish. Really, like just just like mixing because he knows like when to mix stuff in dude and and know like take something that works and then add something to it that like just oh and and enhances it overall hats off to hats off to ludwig man he he really got got back very deep in his bag this week
2: yeah i just think i think it was in context of the scene to be honest with you too the scenario is much more like most of the scenes were action dependent. But this scene, like these scenes, especially like after he starts taking them out one by one, is very much like music dependent upon how you're supposed to feel about the scene versus how the scene is supposed to make the music feel,
0: oh yeah, and like building tension and and stuff like that, too, especially like you have these like quiet like the music is really like pulsing and pounding. and like it's supposed to kind of like build anxiety and anticipation for, you know, like because, you know the character that we see on the screen like whether it be like any each member of the merc that gets like isolated by the mandalorian and you know that's supposed to give us a a a key into their psyche and how they're feeling knowing that this guy is hunting them down so that's i a a plus to to ludwig this week um out of 10 guys let's let's do it what are we in chapter six
1: Nine point five. Yep. I'm doing the same rating as last week's. See, yeah, that's why I think that's
2: it's embarrassing. Which is why you <laughs> I guys already apologized. You. What, do you want from, what do you want from Fredo, me? I, I want your apology right now? I'm no, not I apologizing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't give a ten last week. I I've I, I learned a, a very harsh rule. If you give it a ten, it, it's a wrap right there. You backed me yeah, up on a, that too, bro. To Fuck, yeah. Shut up. Yeah, but it, it's my funeral. It's your funeral. Not my. Um, <laughs> no it, reason then. These last two episodes have been excellent. They've been my two favorite of the of the show so far. This one was definitely a change of pace. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't say a lot of uh, enough good things. It, it, this is going to be an episode like years down the line. I can keep going back to. Yeah. There, there's so many good scenes in it. The from him hunting them down after isolating them from him trying to calm the the Republic officer and the rest of the mercenary crew. And especially when he like popped up behind the droids, when they first landed in prison, I had got, I got goosebumps when that happened when they, when they thought he He ran away. Yeah. Overall, this is a really good episode for me. I think it's going to age really well too.
0: I really felt what you said about like, you being able to go back and watch it like down the road later on, because I watched it like twice in the night it came out. Like I watched yeah. it downstairs, like while I was like eating some food and then I went back upstairs to my room and I watched it again, like before I went to sleep. So it's, it really is going to be one of those episodes. I think like kind of stands out when, you know, when it's all said and done with this show, uh, Spencer out of 10, what do you got? I gave it a nine. Cause I have some sort of journalistic integrity.
2: I'm like, yeah, you guys who are ready to shock. shut I up. It's highest rating possible.
0: It was a really good episode. Uh, I'm gonna go with Fredo too, nine and a half for this one. It's just, I, I bet you this, do. this yeah. Shut up, dude. Whatever. <laughs> get off my fucking back. <laughs> um, it really just hit. It really hit on everything for me. Everything they did, I think they did to like they did it on ten, and so like, I really can't say enough about how much like I enjoyed watching it, and I yeah. will enjoy watching it in the future. So, hats off to always, uh, yeah. Rick Famuyui, uh who directed this week's episode, um, Spencer. This it was a different director than the past week. I want you to let I want you I to know that again know. that they did it again. I believe <laughs> it now. Um, one last thing I'll say. Uh, it was an episode for cameos because Rick Famiyui, um, Dave Filoni, and I can't remember her name. Uh, talk amongst yourselves while I find this. While I find this. I re-
1: I really love the, the Mando and Yoda's little thing of handing him the the metal ball from the ship every time he gets a chance. Yeah, it's his little boo thing now. What's his little kid? Yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> I, I did have another question. I guess I might as well ask it right now. If yeah. if Mandalorian, Batman, and John Wick
0: walk into a bar, who's walking out alive? It might be John Wick, dude. I don't know. I don't. I, John, John Wick has taken no losses.
2: It's just his That's weaponry is so like behind the times compared to them too. Is what I worry about the most. Yeah. Ah, yeah.
1: Like glass right?
0: Bullets, are not, so bullets aren't,
2: you can almost go through anything.
0: Yeah, bullets aren't aren't piercing the best car.
1: But even yeah. if you had, let, let's say you hand him, like in a four four eighty whatever.
0: Like in a controlled environment, maybe you got John Wick. If you get John Wick, like if if everyone has the same weaponry, I give it to John Wick.
2: I would say so as well. I just think his movements are a lot more fluent.
0: But yeah, um, <laughs> Rick Famuyiwe, Dave Filoni, and Deborah Chow—three uh, people who have directed episodes of The Mandalorian this season—they uh, were the three X-wing pilots at the very end of the episode, which I thought was Two. fantastic. Oh, cool. Yeah, Dave cool. Filoni, who who directed episodes one and four, I think, and then Deborah Chow ep- directed episode two. Who will also be showrunning the Obi Wan series, by the way. And then Rick Famuyiwa, of course, who directed the this most recent episode. Those yeah, were the Obi Wan. Different
2: directors for every episode.
0: What's up? Does Obi Wan show
2: have the different directors for every episode?
0: Yes, but it'll be she'll be the Deborah Chow will be the showrunner.
2: Right. <laughs> yeah. Spencer, you know, like fans. John
0: Favreau, Like, so let me try and explain how TV works. To we, I feel like we're gonna have to do this every like four or five episodes to like rain Spencer in on how TV works. Um, John Favreau is the showrunner. That means he essentially is like he's got the ultimate creative control over the overlying like season of the Mandalorian, the Mandalorian TV show. He's got like final say in everything. So that's what Deborah oh, wow. Chow is gonna have when we do the Obi Wan series.
2: Yeah, and she did this episode,
0: and she directed this specific episode. Yes, okay, yeah. I can get behind that. Or no, that. she directed episode two. Rick fami oh, so you Shut up, dude. It's been a long day. <laughs> <laughs> Rick Famiyue directed this most recent
2: episode. Episode two, huh? Okay,
0: mm-hmm. bro. As a Star Wars
1: fan, just seeing X wings just does something to you. The old school X wings too, love because
0: X-Wings, yeah cuz those are like the MP- the the resistance era or not resistance era empire era x-wings because they they're they're different now in in yeah. the sequel era but i do love seeing that that retro x-wing fighter man the greatest so ship in all of star beautiful. wars
1: they 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 are very fine ships
0: all right guys that's going to be it for uh, mandalorian chapter 6 talk this is uh, what we've all been waiting for really i'm super excited to get to this it's the first ever blue milk boys mailbag um we had you guys send in uh some questions uh a bunch of our good friends uh that we're really excited to answer are here on the pod so uh let's just get right into it uh first question comes from our boy brandon game freak uh on twitter he says uh most fans would be happy with ray not coming from a familiar bloodline but if you had to choose who she was related to what would satisfy you guys as far as who is who ray would be related to as far as like what would be the most inoffensive.
1: It has to be someone like you know right? I mean I, uh, I mean anything I say is gonna frustrate me because I that that's probably one of the best things the last Jedi I did is just making her nobody. If if they really retcon that, which I, I'm not expecting, I'm gonna be very frustrated if, if that happens. But I I guess I, I don't know, Kenobi I guess. <laughs>
0: Kenobi would probably be the one that makes me the most mad.
1: Really? Oh yeah. I, I think I'll make me the least mad at, at, out of like the like the known bloodlines of like Skywalker, Kenobi. I, I don't know the fuck else, but I'm gonna be angry regardless if if she's not a nobody.
0: I think you might be angry. I think you're gonna end up being angry. I think they're gonna they're gonna retcon Last Jedi to a degree i really hope not i'm gonna be so sick i don't know i i i wouldn't i wouldn't get too attached to her being a nope fredo I, I honestly wouldn't i haven't read the leaks or anything like that but that's just my gut feeling spencer who uh
2: i hate to tell you the truth but she's a she's a child of palpatine i think it's yeah. a fact at this point
0: yeah i would love that Do, is that what you hope I happens think- spencer
2: I don't not. I don't know. I, I hope she's a nobody, but I think she's a, a child of Palpatine.
0: I think that's. I think we're all in agreement there because I think probably, ideally, in an ideal like situation, she is a nobody. Like I think we would all like that the most if she's just completely it, isolated from the story.
2: Just the way they advertised the movie. Yeah. of her like. Oh, who are your parents? Who are your parents? It's it's a big. First of all, I thought they wouldn't even I thought they wouldn't talk about her parents anymore for the rest of the series. That was my after last Jedi. Yeah, that was my general impression. Like, oh, say they told it. They're they're nobodies. They were like drug addicts or gambling addicts or whatever. I was like, I can live with that because as a kid, I wanted to be a Jedi, too. And she represents this this character that anybody can be a Jedi. And uh, the way they advertise the movie, I don't think that anymore
0: yeah um i'm i'm kind of of the same you know school of thought in that like i would very much like for her to be nobody but it does it the, the writing on the walls like has to seems to have her linked to palpatine and i also don't hate that either like i've made peace with that i would like it better if she was nobody but i also have made peace with like her like them trying to find some end around way of her being linked to palpatine so that's what i think it is and that's I'm. i'm cool with We good with that i
1: guess
0: yeah i I'm, i really feel like i'm gonna have You're to stewing uh, over there dude
1: <laughs> i might make a, a counter to
2: the Phantom menace if jj abrams fucks up this movie <laughs> yeah
0: i have to but tell you guys Greyhive something or something what's up
2: my dad likes episode one what <laughs> yep he told me that today your dad he's a I fan don't of the phantom menace he hates episode two and three with a passion. He hates the prequel. Like, episode he, one.
0: Why does he like the worst prequel? I just,
2: I don't know, dude. I, I I was shocked as well. I don't get I that. Am, at I'm all. just a journalist, dude, and I'm, I'm just <laughs> reporting the news. You reported
0: the facts. <laughs>
2: That's crazy. <laughs> I was shocked as well. My dad likes episode one a lot.
0: All right. Um, let's move on here. This was from uh, our boy Alex Wolf at the Alex Wolf on Twitter. Um. Is Dark Ray actually happening, or is it a dream sequence? It's
2: definitely, definitely not dream a dream sequence. sequence. No, no,
0: no, no. No, maybe not. A, well,
1: you know what I mean. It's it's not like let's, an let's put it in there, like a
0: let's put it in a more concrete. Is a it real false vision? Is Ray going to is is that actually Ray wielding a red it, lightsaber? I, I
1: think it's a it's a vision, and I honestly I. I'm of the hard belief that everything that's been shown in the, the TV spots and trailers is, are from like the first, what, t- 10 to 20 minutes of the film. I agree. And what I'm expecting is that, all right, I don't want to spoil any, any, anything for Spencer because I know he's not watching the TV, spots. Don't. There, the TV spots. But the latest TV spot. spot indicate, yeah. Yeah, the latest TV spot, Kylo is seen going somewhere. And I think that's where we're going to see that dark ray vision.
0: I, um... I want it to be real so fucking bad, dude. Um, I like desperately want it to. I'm like prepping myself for it not to be, but I really, really do want it to be, and I hope it is. That's all. I, I think, think Ray might dabble in it, like in
1: if if we see that vision early on. I think you know maybe Ray does some questionable things that maybe could lead you. Oh, she might do it, but
0: I don't think she's gonna fully end up
1: changing. No, going no. dark.
0: No, I don't think it's like a, I don't think we'll get a full rehearsal now. Yeah. What about you, Spence?
2: I think we see Ray do something similar to what Luke does that we saw off screen as well, where he is, where like she has a genuine curiosity of the Jedi, like just in general. Because now, speaking, like pretty much speaking, she is the only Jedi left. Like she is mm-hmm. the last Jedi, basically. And as we know before, like Luke had an asphyxiation with finding out the history of the Jedi. And we know that the sacred text still exists. So I think she does some exploring of her own. I think she like stumbles upon this du- like, okay, so I'll tell you, I obviously I haven't watched any of the TV spots. I haven't seen any trailers. The only thing I've seen is the gif of her uh, unwielding the dual-side lightsaber. I think she just I think she just finds it. And I think like them showing it so much is um, like to like purposely mislead us to think that she does for some reason become this dual wielded Sith Lord. So I, all I think are... it's more of her exploring the Jedi history versus her, like actually going to the dark side.
0: We are like dealing with JJ Abrams here too. He's the big mystery box kind of like storyteller too. So that, that it definitely wouldn't put it past me for it to be kind of like a, a misdirection. So, uh, Ray, uh, dark ray very much hoping that it's real probably bracing for it not to be um this one comes from kaylin our our good buddy kaylin resident mace windu stan um yeah. she wants us to discuss RayLo. discuss Rey, the ray and kylo uh romance partnership whatever one of them is gonna, gonna die I don't know which one is going to okay. be one of them. So that she wants movie. us to discuss whether or not you think it'll happen, and what the parameters of it will be. Mm. I don't think. Okay, I think we get it, but one of those, one of them is dying at the end of this movie. Regardless, like
2: we don't <laughs> we know get it's going to be Kylo. Ain't no
0: you know happily
2: ever after. <laughs> I think it's Ray. I think Ray dies. Ooh! Wow! Ooh! Yep. That'd be spicy. I think Kylo becomes wouldn't... the person to reignite the Jedi Council.
0: It is called a rise of Skywalker. Wow. It's, so yeah, Spencer, Spencer is full on Ben Demption. Yeah, I am. Wow. Like, I really am. no, not even like, not even in, like the Ben Demption that we've kind of come to pass with, because of, like we've kind of like the idea of of Ben Solo being redeemed has kind of been he gets redeemed and then dies. Spencer is full on like he's going to rebuild the Jedi. All of that. Right, I think he, I think he comes to
2: full circle with it. A- wow.
1: damn it! I uh, I, I want to talk about this real quick, but then next like, bunch hasn't seen the TV spots. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it, it's. I will not spoil
2: know, this movie for myself. You have to get over it. I,
1: I I'm not gonna. <laughs> all right, let me try my hardest not to spoil this, Kevin. Like you you know the early TV spots that come out when Luke is speaking to someone, and it's like over Ray doing some some of that kind of action on the on the speeder. Yes. Okay. There has been talk. Who is is Luke? Who talking is he speaking to? to? Yes, okay, or yeah, Kylo. I understand. Yeah, i, I, mean, also, I don't he don't says. believe It might be Kylo.
2: We will see Ahsoka in this movie too. I was going to say that right way. now. No, no I am no, no just way. telling you whether you want to accept that or not. It, it, this is this, this
0: is because Spencer has been watching Revel and he can't stand the fact that this dumb show has introduced the idea that Ahsoka Tano from the Clone Wars is still alive and he can't accept the fact that she would just be alive and just sit her her ass like chilling during the entire uh, Galactic Civil War, during the entire First Order resistance struggle. Like it was just a plot. It's a a plot hole that she would just be sitting around and not like doing anything like she would have something. It's not going to be in the movie.
1: But isn't Rebels like much much earlier? she could have rebels died. is
0: rebels is like before even like it's in like almost the immediate after uh order 66 like yeah very well, closely after order 66 she could be but extremely she is alive during this time but she was alive during like it's, it's confirmed she was alive during like after return of the jedi we don't know right what her fate is during this the the resistance era um yeah. My pal Jacob, Jacob Brothers, sends us a question, a non sequel related question because he hates the sequels. Um, wait, wait, says wait, a <laughs> wait, I'm sorry, we didn't really
1: answer Kaylin's Raylo question.
0: Oh, uh, I uh, I did. I think yes, but one of them dies.
1: Oh, that's how you guys are going about it.
0: I thought she was talking like in context of their relationship. I think it happens. Yeah, I think they really like grow into like having that develop like that developed romantic connection and. They're really, oh, like, damn. unabashed about it. I don't think it's going to happen. I think they accept it. I think
1: it's going to be chopped. But, okay, next Ooh. next question. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Uh, my pal, Jacob Brothers, who I work with on the Checkpoint XP on campus show. Uh, check that out if you're in the college esports. Uh, he asks us, what's the best fight in Revenge of the Sith? Hmm. That's a <laughs> tough question because we're fresh off slandering the, yeah. the Anakin versus Obi-Wan fight. So that kind of makes this a little more of a difficult question.
1: I've honestly, ever since I've first seen it, I was always a big fan of Dooku versus Anakin in the very beginning. Uh, when he knocks down Obi-Wan and it's just them two. I, I always like that uh, that fight. That one has honestly
0: aged the worst for me. Wow. <laughs> it just feels weird. Like the pacing of it the- is weird. I know which one that we can just eliminate outright is the fight. That one stinks. The which fight? The general grievous fight.
2: Oh yeah, that's What really Wait, are you saying, What's the best fight from the prequels? Is that what no, the from is? Revenge
0: of the Sith specifically, Episode Three. Hmm, it's, it's gosh, a tough question. So,
2: and Anakin versus Obi Wan is so over the top, which I guess would be the exactly. obvious answer. But gosh, they do, they go. I'm telling you, like I said in the last episode, they go like full on uh, Peter, Peter versus, versus chicken, chi- chicken guy, like yeah. on it, yeah. <laughs>
1: Bro, to, I, I actually really like Obi Wan. No, I really like yeah. Duper versus Anakin, I'll probably give it to We
2: see how how much more powerful Anakin is of the Jedi, and which I think I appreciate that fact more versus versus maybe the, the specific action of the scene. It's that we yeah. see we physically see how much more powerful that he is than most of the Jedi masters on the council.
0: Yeah, I I probably give it to Anakin and Obi Wan by default. Just because I, I, really I, I don't can't. like most of the other oh actually hmm do we want to make a case for Palpatine versus Mace Windu? No. No that, 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 <laughs> that tornado spin is <laughs> too much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that tornado spin kills it all from the start. Dude, yeah, you it can make a, in, in my opinion, you can make a case for Yoda versus Palpatine, but I would say no, that one's even more be.
0: ridiculous.
2: It, it is more it ridiculous. Seems so inconsequential too it makes it so boring yeah. to me.
0: You know what I'm gonna say. It. I like I like Mace Windu versus Palpatine. I'm telling you, Anakin versus
1: Duku is great. You see him physically like overpowering Duku, and then have that decision at the very end to finish it off. I, yeah. I the only part I really found weird was Obi Wan, like Duku throws something on top of Obi Wan, and he's not crushed to death.
0: My favorite part about that scene is after Anakin kills Duku, uh. And he's like expressing the regret for having killed him because it's not the Jedi way. Um, yeah. Palpatine is like, it's only natural. like you wanted revenge. Uh, it's not the first time. Remember when you told me about your mother and the sand people? And then very faintly, they play a Tuscan Raider like roaring. And like, we fucking know, guys. We saw the last movie. <laughs> we had to play a Tuscan Raider sound. Anyway, Spencer, what is your choice? We got Count Dooku versus Anakin for me, Mace or for Fredo, Anakin or Mace Windu versus Palpatine for me. What about you?
2: I have to say, I think it's Count Dooku versus Anakin. Let's go beforehand. I just think that Obi Wan versus Anakin is too much. It's too much to look at where they're jumping off of exploding lava like pieces and they start in a control room and they end up over this like weird like thing and. Yeah, it's I
0: lava mean it's river. kind of cool to look
2: yeah, it's it's a little too much for me. I like things that are much more
0: baseline. That whole yeah, sequence spans like fifteen minutes of on screen time. And there's only one shot that I truly respect out of it is when they like like they go like lock arms and like the vault, like the lava explodes in the distance. Really I know good, exactly it's, which it's, one. Yeah. It's the it's the most memorable shot in like the whole movie. But yeah, and that's like the only one that like black, you really right? like. That's the only one that's really like good. So, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's going to be it for the fights in Revenge of the Sith. Let's see what else we got here. Jazz J. Cool wants us to discuss how weak, excuse me, how weak Palpatine went out. Felt like lazy writing to have someone they built up all three movies be thrown over the ledge in three seconds. It's talking about how Palpatine dies in Revenge of the Sith. Was it weak?
2: Yeah. I just think that hindsight's a hell of a drug. Like, it basically in all Star Wars movies. Because, like I said, Palpatine says that he killed, like, well, he insinuates that he killed Darth Plagueis in his sleep, which is really lame. And the idea that Darth Vader throws Palpatine over the ledge is really lame. It's just, I just don't think they knew in that time how big Star Wars was going to be. So there's like, well, we got to kill him. And this is, this feels <laughs> like the best way to redeem Darth Vader so let's just do it this way. It's it's the act of Darth Vader killing um Darth Sidious that is the important part and they didn't think about okay. in the manner in which they did it at the time because they're like, oh what is this going to be prequels and sequels? I don't think so. And eventually obviously it did.
0: That's my thing with it too. I think it's honestly just it's more it's less so about like the mindset of it's less about the mindset of like how big Star Wars would ultimately become. It's just the fact that like this movie was made in nineteen eighty three I don't really know what else they could have done. They could have like stabbed him, you know, like with the lightsaber, and that's really your only other option. It's, you know if you want to do something more grandiose, who am I like to blame? like I'm not gonna hold that against George Lucas for wanting to do that so it's a it's a movie from nineteen eighty three and the special effect kind of seems a little corny. That is what it is for me. I don't really like it doesn't really offend me. Fredo, I do you get? I think
1: it's. Uh, I, I think it is weak. <laughs> it okay. is very weak. He just throws him
0: over the ledge. And, <laughs> I guess. My favorite part it, is it, like it, how he screams on the way down. It's kind of hilarious. Yeah. It's extremely hilarious. And then,
1: you know, Papa didn't did really have that much build up in, A New Hope and and Empire Strikes Back, and then he's not even off in A
0: Hope. I think
1: he's not. He's not in Episode Five. He's really just a a hologram, I believe. Mm-hmm. And you know everyone's complaining about how Snoke went out. Like, I don't know he's he's been done a lot better, but yeah, I think to answer the question, I think he did go out pretty
0: much like a bitch. all right. um, our friend Tristan at Tristan kicks on Twitter uh, he expressed his regret for sending this question and because he realized it was kind of stupid. <laughs> but he says, <laughs> "What are your theories on why Mando hates droids? And I'm like, <laughs> he says, "Why do you guys think the Mandalorian hates droids like it may have something to do with battle droids just killing his family. <laughs> we see it in the show. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's pretty. That's a pretty cut and dry one right there. But the last question we'll do is from Kaylin again. Um, how will Rey's visions in the first two films come to life in The Rise of Skywalker? It's a very good question. Wow.
2: That's some heavy shit to, right there. I have to ask a question about that because what are her visions? And more than her seeing her parents getting taken away
1: well she also has a vision of when she t- touches
0: luke's lightsaber. yeah the light and the force awakens she sees her like right that? no she sees uh, luke i
2: i yeah i just think those are more like i never thought of her seeing a vision of anything in the future
0: right i think that Actually, fuck. This is more trailer stuff. There's a there's a part in the trailer that looks very similar to something that happens in the Force Awakens vision that she has, and that's all. Really? Like with the Knights of Ren? Yes. Wow. The Knights of Ren are in her vision.
2: Well, yeah, yes. I know that. Yes,
1: yes, 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 yes. yes. So, so I
0: think so that, that like a it's a pre- past. So yeah, that's here's the thing. I think um, I think when she touches luke's lightsaber in in force awakens she gets a past present future kind of thing the past is like luke's jedi temple being you know set on fire and burning yeah the present is like her seeing herself in the story and then the future is the stuff that we just talked about the knights of ren and stuff like that that's what yeah. i think it is so i think Ooh. it's a premonition hmm. yeah i always thought
2: yeah, of a, of it more of as a force echo type of thing
0: well yeah there's past stuff but I do think that there's future stuff you could consider what you saw in Force Awakens as a thing in the past but I I think I think part of it was the future in my opinion
2: Interesting. That's yeah I didn't see it that way at all and
0: I also think that the last Jedi here's if we're gonna get fucking crazy uh, in the whole vein of Rey being connected to Palpatine I think she's a clone oh, you're going all the way out with it <laughs> And the long line of see in the last Jedi cave is like the different iterations of her that have been like yeah tried that, and failed.
1: That's, um, I've seen that that's crazy
0: that's You're a that's forward. a common that's I'm a common on on oh yeah I'm I'm going all the way out on Pluto with this one yeah <laughs> that's probably like the least likely to happen though I, I will I'll admit that mm-hmm. but that's all the mailbag questions that we have guys. Any final thoughts? We are so fucking close. We're less than a week away. Isn't that insane?
1: Oh my god, I'm I'm on the verge of tears. Someone Damn. the other day just tweeted about. Obviously, I'm not gonna leak uh this the the TV spot which just happened. But as everyone knows, there was a voice that you hear. Oh. And someone someone <laughs> said, "What if that voice? What if?" All right, I'm not gonna ruin it for Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> but Force Awakens the pull to the light could have been someone. Pretty,
0: oh, oh man. Okay. Alright, let's cut it off. See, That'll do it for Blue though. <laughs> Honestly. Do you feel like you've
2: been spoiled a little too much now?
0: No, I don't feel like I know like any of the greater elements. I, I see bit I I've I've been almost as reserved as you have. I've been pretty on pretty hard lockdown, I've avoided like 80% of the T V spots. So I I feel like I'm pretty good.
2: You guys have too many theories about the movie, in my opinion. Well, yeah, we just sit around and shoot the
0: shit about them all day.
2: Fredo thinks he. I'm pretty sure Fredo feels like he knows how the movie's going to go at this point.
1: No, I don't. I don't. The only like, I I do try to avoid conspiracy theories. The only one I really like been thinking, but this is but from the beginning. What what's been happening to Anakin and all the other Force Ghosts since Force Awakens? Like, why aren't they speaking to Kylo? And this new TV spot, I guess, could it's give just, you an idea, and that's pretty much it. That's all it I've really had so far. It's just
0: like it really is just basing what we've kind of learned from these last two movies and kind of applying it to like what yeah. what an expected story structure to to Rise of Skywalker could be.
1: Yeah, that's and really then all guy, it is. Adam Driver comes out and says, uh, "The title is so perfect for the movie. I mean, I, I guess that makes sense uh, <laughs> as for most movies
2: are, but."
0: Which he is why pretty, like, adamant man
2: about it. the Jedi Order
0: back. Let's still Ben Demption, man. Rise of Skywalker. Get me get me high on this Ben Demption, Spencer. I I'm with you. <laughs> All right. I need it. That'll do it for Blue Moke Boys episode seven. Uh, dude, I just can't focus. We're so so close to Rise of Skywalker, man. Yes. Oh my god. Thursday for me. Less than five, less than a week now. Um on Monday, we'll have a new episode that I think that all three of us are very, very excited about. We're talking the sequels, guys. The Disney Yay! trilogy.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rewatch them tomorrow,
0: so yep. I'm excited. We're going... to,
2: to give a new look at it, like a fresh. I hadn't, I hadn't seen it in months, and I'm gonna just, I'm gonna go into it like I did episode one and two. Yeah, Force
0: Awakens so, is the news first. Hey, relax. We're not gonna, we're not gonna come out here and to the. But yes, we are talking, uh, we're doing a rewatch on The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, and that will be Monday's episode. So hopefully we can spark up uh, some controversy there, uh, because I think we all like those movies pretty well. Um, (laughs) Make sure you tune in to me and Fredo and the Blue Milk Boys on Twitter. We've been live streaming uh, some Battlefront 2 lately, and I know we're going to have at least one more uh, live stream on Battlefront 2 when they release that Rise of Skywalker update. So... Um, keep it locked to us on Twitter. Make sure uh, you find out when we're going live on Twitch, and just and thank you guys. I just want to say thank you. Uh, it lights my face up when I log on to our Twitter account, and you guys are making memes about the stuff you hear on the pod, and you know stuff like you're looking <laughs> forward to hearing, you know, what we think about the latest episode of Mando. That stuff warms my heart, and we appreciate everybody who does that, everyone who listens to the show every week, all the people who are like joining, and you know, you know, all the new listeners that we get. From the bottom of my heart, thank you guys. Um, We've been doing the show for almost two months now and it's really just been, it's been incredibly, incredibly. Um, If you like the show, if you want to help us grow, uh, subscribe to us on the podcast platform of your choice. Give us a five-star rating, write a review, anything like that. Anything to express uh, how much, you know, how you feel about the show. Um, That's going to do it for us here, guys. Fredo in the lovely New York City, the Empire State. Me and Spencer here in Las Vegas. We will see you guys next time.
1: I have been every voice you have ever heard inside your head.